owners of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, host of the fine print on the Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. The call is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. You jump in, we'll talk. We're going to start with Matt this hour. Matt is in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve, sir. What's up in your world? Uh, not much. Um, I've got a question for you in regards to selling a house. Uh, me and my wife are in the process of selling that. We have about $250,000 in equity Yay! and we are planning, yes. And we are planning to move to my parents' house for about two to five years. Why? Uh, they are in the process of buying a house in Florida and not quite ready to sell their main uh property so they won't be there while you live there they will not but they're letting you live there for for free correct and then you're going to buy it later correct or somewhere else we're not quite sure how that will work out so as part of the deal they're not making you buy this house eventually no we're not okay um it's not forced by um but we want we want that equity of our house to continue to grow. Um, right now, my wife and I are still working through baby step two. Uh, we have about thirty thousand dollars left to pay off, um, and just trying to decide if we continue to use the equity in our house to pay off our our debts or put that money towards something that can continue to grow for us. Did I hear thirty five thousand dollars clears it, and you got two fifty? Correct. Okay, that's a no-brainer. Do that for sure. Then we still park the rest of it for the future house purchase, right? Correct. Okay, I got to go back to the deal because I'm struggling. Okay, okay. I want. I, I need a little bit of detail here. Um, so, mom and dad are moving out of their house, and you're going to move into it and live there free for three to five years. Correct. Where are mom and dad moving? They are moving to Florida. What are they going to live in? A rental? Uh, they, or are they they're, buying? Or they're they're buying a house in Florida. Have, have oh, actually have already bought it. Why are um, they not selling you this house now? Um, I I don't quite know. Uh, I I wouldn't want to buy this house. Um, we're just doing this, my wife and I, to help them a little bit through the process of uh, whether or not they want to move to Florida. Uh, for the foreseeable future or if they want to move back to Georgia and, and live in their house. How old are you? Uh, 30 years old. A little old to be doing house sitting. Yeah, I agree. This is weird. Especially for five years. Why I think, they need, I think they need to paint or get off the ladder. Mm-hmm. If they're going to Florida, they need to sell their house and you need to go buy a house. Yeah, Here, here's I, the problem. Here's the problem with your deal. Okay. It's a nice thing for them, and it sounds good because you're getting to live there for free, right? Right. But the problem is that in the next five years, houses will have gone up in value, and you will have been out of the market that whole time while you house right. sit for parents who are right. indecisive. Right. 
I don't think this is a good deal for you. Okay. I want you to be a homeowner. With I mean, and you got two hundred fifty thousand or two hundred and fifteen thousand after we paid off your debt. So if you right. don't want to buy this house, I would go buy a different house. But you sold your house for the sole purpose of doing this deal. Yes, and and my wife and I do love the property. Um, if if not the enough to buy, arise, it. We, we probably would purchase. Their I'm home. sorry. Say again. My wife and I. It's a family property. We love the property. If if the opportunity arises and we can buy the, the house for my parents, I would I would do so. Wait, wait, I was just talking to a guy a minute ago who said he didn't want to buy this house. Where did he go? Well, it's not for it's not for sale right now. We're, we we're, I'm not 100 percent sold on it that we would purchase this house if it was on the market. Uh, it's quite a bit out of our budget. Um, but oh. you know the property is great and uh, it, what's it's the great. property worth? Uh, probably a hundred, uh, sorry, 1.5 million. Yeah, it is out of your, well, I don't know. What do you make a year? What's your household income? Uh, we make uh 120. Yeah. It's out of your budget. Okay. Right. What would they, what would they sell it to you for? Would it be value? It, it would, uh, they, they bought it at a, an, an auction and, um, it's, they got a great deal out of it. Um, if we were to buy it, it would have to be kind of a non-interest, uh, long-term buyout of the home which i'm not okay here's here's if you're going to go forward with this deal here's the only way you don't get burnt um i still think the deal's squirrely because it sounds so like indecisive and you're getting in the middle of other people's being indecisive and that's always a bad that's like playing in the traffic okay so um the uh but what i do want you to do is i want them to give you a written option to purchase on this property today a right to buy a set price that you makes you smile okay and i want you to record that option at the courthouse as a lien on the title do this legally like this was done with strangers okay okay and that's how you do business with family too by the way not because we think family's going to screw us but because we half butt do stuff because we think they're not going to screw us and then they do so then you get all you do business right okay but you need to lock in the price at today's values and makes you smile and if that's a million dollar purchase for a million and a half house do that live there three or four years at least then you're not the, all the other properties around you in life are not going up in value, and you get you lose all of that appreciation in the next five years while you're a glorified house sitter. Right. So lock in. Can you do that? I I could do that. Yeah. That's yeah. otherwise you're burnt, man. You're burnt on. You're losing all the appreciation in the next five years, a- and then park your money in some mutual funds with a smart investor pro after you pay off your debts and have your emergency fund in place. Yeah. But and even then, if he purchases it for a million, he might have to take out a mortgage for 700000 which may be way beyond... Might be, but it might not be. But if he's got an option for five years or a right to, you know, first right of... If they're living there for free for five years, they can save up like crazy people yeah. while their other money grows. There we go. There we go. Yeah. So now you, now you take 120000 and you take, what, 2000 2500 bucks a month that was your normal house payment or whatever, and you go bonkers and pile up cash. That's 30000 bucks a year plus growth and you do that that's another that's another 150 200,000 to put on this now that's we're starting to get there yeah. yeah so you get a deal locked in and you use this time to save like crazy then you get there and you don't even have to do a mortgage with them i wouldn't do a mortgage with them long term i don't recommend that even if it's zero percent 
but I would get a deeply discounted price from them gladly and lock that in in a formal option today. Don't do this deal if you don't, because you're going to get burnt here, man. This is going to leave you out of the market for five years, and that's not a good place to be. Real estate is not crashing during this five years. It's going up. This is The Ramsey Show. You've got a lot on your plate. A job, your home, your marriage, and your growing family. While you're enjoying the present, you can't help but think about your future and your finances. As you explore your options, consider Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, for your health care. Their generous maternity program and budget-friendly monthly programs have been a blessing to members welcoming children into their families. Visit chministries.org budget to see if it's right for you. Christian Healthcare Ministries is a Ramsey Trusted Provider. George Camel, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host. If you haven't heard the news, the sky is not falling, the apocalypse is not here, and the housing market is not going to crash. I know this isn't what you're hearing from TikTok, where all the best economists hang out, but... (laughs) Oh, that was funny. (laughs) But anyway, the truth is you have to look at facts, and most of what's happening is simple supply and demand. There was a huge spike in home buying demand in the last couple of years, and there weren't enough houses to keep up, and that's why houses skyrocketed. We still have a housing shortage, a tremendous inventory shortage. Demand is lower than it was, no question. People have slowed down on the buying, and it's more normalized the market. If you want to know more, watch our real estate reality check live stream that we did. Uh, Almost 400,000 people have now viewed this. It was a big hit. It's completely free for you to watch. George Camel, Rachel Cruz, and I discussing the details and the actual data with actual charts and graphs and stuff. It's kind of cool. RamseySolutions.com slash reality check, and you'll find out what's really happening in the real world, not what the news says. RamseySolutions.com slash reality check. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. Find out for yourself why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Free samples, free shipping, and new promos all the time. Always use the magic word when you go to Blinds.com. It's the promo code RAMSEY. Today's question comes from Mike in Texas. He says, my wife and I are debt-free except our mortgage and a 401k loan that we use to pay off consumer debt. We desperately want to move out. Uh, but we apparently missed the best time to sell our home. It's a beautiful house on a big corner lot. Since interest rates went up dramatically, our home just sits on the market. We've dropped our asking price as low as we can. Do we need to be patient with the current housing market or take it off the market and try again next year? Good question from Mike. So it, it was an amazing time. It's still a good time to sell the home. So there may be other factors here, Dave, that we don't know about, about this home sitting on the market. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. We don't know how long it's been sitting either. He hasn't said. Yeah, I mean, I I have met people who put their house on the market and two weeks later are panicking because it hasn't sold. That's the question. Has it been two weeks or has it been four months? There's a difference. Or has it been four years? I don't know. I mean, I missed it. I missed the one chance. No, you didn't. 
Um, so here's the thing. I don't know if you have an unrealistic view of what the house is worth. Uh, we've taken it as low as we can. What does that mean? Okay, so here's what I would do. Um, number one, the housing market, we just talked about that a second ago, has slowed down. And sellers are experiencing a more normal process. For 50 years, with the exception of a two-year period of time that we recently came through, the normal days on the market for a house selling was somewhere in the 60 to 120-day range, you know, two to four months. That was a normal time to sell a house. I mean, and there's been times it was a little bit slower and times it was a little bit faster, but in general, that's what it was. And then we went through this two-year period of time where after COVID, people came out of their caves looking for houses like Baptist after a casserole. They were going nuts, and they drove these, you know, a house was on the market for 32 minutes and had 87 offers. And uh, that spoiled everybody rotten. So here's the deal. We're back to a normal market. It's a 90 to 120-day days on the market, D-O-M, period, that we're sitting in. And you have to have the house completely merchandised and staged and ready to go you need to clean the freaking bushes at the front yard so when you're standing in the street it doesn't look like trash lives there curb and appeal curb appeal bubba you know and you got to clean up the dadgum and you got to get the cat has to go visit somewhere else because nobody buys a house with a dadgum cat in it and so on right and and so you can't just put any old piece of trash on the market and it sell instantly anymore. So I don't know if you've got those kinds of problems. The other problem you may have is an unrealistic view of what the price is. See, values have not come down. Prices have. Because prices were many times someone fishing for uh, a sucker, a sucker fish. And they were looking for a sucker, and the price you price it at sucker price, and go, "If it sells for that, I'll be a happy boy," you know. And but then you come down. You recently bought a property where a guy was yeah. fishing for sucker fish. Oh yeah, and you made him an offer complete with all the data that says the appraisal is worth less than you are asking, and you didn't steal the house, but you got it at appraisal. Yes, when you look at the comps in the neighborhood and go, what have homes actually closed for in the last 30 or 60 days? That gives you a much better idea of what this home is actually worth. Do not go to Zillow and go, well, my house is worth 850000 according to Zillow, Zillow Dave. Is, oh, God, no. So it should sell for eight hundred fifty because Zillow said so. Z- Zillow is not just no. You remember the old MapQuest thing? Oh, yeah. Which pretty much was Greek for guaranteed to be lost. Zillow is the map quest of real estate. You heard okay? it here first. So, yeah, don't, no, no. I mean, it's okay to look at it. It's, it's, Do people it's, still use map quest? Con- no. I mean, old people are the only ones even know about it. So, but, um, I mean, you know, you have the dial up. Yeah, and, and you print, print off the you instructions. print out the paper. 14-4, right? So, um, anyway, the, the, the point being, get a real real estate agent and get a real value and really stage the house, put your feet up, and get ready to ride it out for 90 to 120 days. And if in that period of time you don't sell it, then something else is going on, okay? But I think you might have an unrealistic view of how fast the market is. I think you might have an unrealistic view of the value of your home versus the price you put on it. Um, And the last thing is you're in Texas. You could be sitting near some of the areas that have been hammered, by the uh, oil, by the energy world being turned upside down, and a lot of people aren't working, and some of those individual markets are actually declining. Uh, it's not an it's not a nationwide thing, 
But, you know, you've got a, mac- a microeconomic situation going on in that community where a vast percentage, vastly large percentage of the buyers were uh, in the oil business in one way or another, and now they're not buying nothing because they ain't got a job or they don't have an income. And so that can cause a, a little miniature recession in a certain area that can affect your house price. Uh, that could be a thing. I don't think that's what's going on here. No. I think one of the other things we talked about is what's going on. I'd get an opinion from one of our trusted real estate agents and go, hey, look at this thing. What do you think? What do you think is going wrong here? And it may be time to switch real estate agents if they're not doing a great job getting some showings and offers. You need to have a realistic price with realistic length of time expectations, a high-quality professional real estate. Go to RamseySolutions.com. Click on ELP for Ramsey Trusted People. And you've got to stage the house and actually market it and you know get it ready to sell to the public which generally has no imagination and so if crap is all torn up in there they can't see past it and you won't sell the house that's how houses have been marketed for 50 years yeah and we talk a lot about this in our real estate reality check event of what is actually going on in the market what is it still a good time to buy is it still a good time to sell and we show the graph of the interest rates over time and even though interest rates are going up they're nowhere near what they were back when you were selling real estate. Oh, no, not. I mean, even when I started this show, they were they were in double digits when we started the show 30 years ago. And now if we had double digit interest rates, I mean, if we had a, if we had a 10 percent interest rate, can you imagine the wailing and gnashing of teeth? Can you imagine? But we were in 10 percent interest rate coming down from 18. So we were calling that blessed. And you were still selling houses at 18 oh, percent interest rate. Yeah, not a bunch, but they were selling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You were just a great real estate agent. Yeah, that's really it. Cause I'm just a, that's because it was at 22 years old, I was a genius. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Alan is with us in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hey, Alan, what's up? Hey, how are you doing, guys? Hey, I got a quick question for you. Um, our son wants to buy his first house. Cool. He earns about $100,000 a year, um, and he has $40,000 in savings. Good. My question is, I'm trying to figure out how to financially help him, you know, get to 20% down or, or get off or close to it um, without, you know, Uncle Sam reaching in going, well, I want some of your money that you want to give to your son. You can gift him uh, up to 15000 Your wife could gift him up to another 15000 You could gift your daughter-in-law another 15000 And she could gift your daughter-in-law another 15000 So up to 60000 you can avoid gift tax simply by writing up to four checks and making them from one individual to another not exceeding 15000 personalities my co-host today thank you for joining us america nathan is with us in gainesville florida hi nathan welcome to the ramsey show hey thank you all for having me on sure what's up um my question today is i have i'm closing on a house august 5th um and i currently have a car i owe 8800 on i could resell it for 15 um but i've had kind of a hard time finding anything that's even slightly reliable around that six to seven thousand mark so i'm wondering if i should just um punch out paying it off or 
search for something that will, you know, work for around that price. I would continue to do the research and, and get a $7,000 car before you get mm. into this house. <clears throat> What's your other plan okay. if you don't do that? You um, keep the car. My other plan is that to keep the car, pay it off, and I have quite a bit of repairs I need to be doing on the house. I'm currently living rent-free with my grandpa, so I don't have to worry about um, payments until I get the house, which um, is, you know, next month. Um, but I've budgeted all that out. I've used every dollar, and uh, I think I'll be I'll be fine with the the payments. But just what do you make a year? Um, around 40. No whining. Sell your car and find a $6,000 car. And don't tell me there's no such thing as a $6,000 car that's reliable. That's absolute BS. Yeah. Okay. Dude, you're about to get yourself in a pinch rationalizing your butt off here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're trying to do 17 things at once. You know what you're supposed to do. You just wanted one of us to tell you. What kind of car is this that you have? Um, it's a Passat Volkswagen. Get Good a, Lord, you need to sell that anyway. Just get a Honda or yeah. a Toyota, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. just get you an old Honda, an old Toyota. They might have a high mileage. They'll go 300,000 miles easy. That gum Honda Accords, man, they they really never just die. They never really die. They you just can't destroy live. them if you, you wanted know, they to. They just go forever. Yeah, you got to just do some shopping around. And, and here's the thing. You just don't want to sell the car. You just don't want to make the move. You don't want and, a downgrade in car, and, and I And you shouldn't have boxed yourself in if you wanted to keep this car. But now you got this house that needs all these repairs. You make forty grand a year. You're living with your grandpa. Do you do these repairs? you got this house payment coming on, on a house that still needs repairs, and now you're talking about keeping a car payment. No! I feel stressed just hearing all that. Made me stressed. Oof. Yeah. I want to get into this house and have it be a blessing and not a curse. And that means no debt, no payments, other than we're focusing on this house. We tell folks all the time, Nathan, you included, don't buy a home while you have debt. What? Yeah, really. Because Murphy will move in your spare bedroom. Sally May will move in the other bedroom. Heat and air will go out the first week you move in. The roof will leak the third week you move in. You're asking for trouble when you move into a house with a bunch of debt. And people rationalize it all the time, and they keep getting more and more debt, more and more debt, more and more debt, and then they get stressed out, and then they get the... They get the crap knocked out of them by life then. And so, but I, I do the same thing. I, I try to figure out a way to get to do all the stuff I want to do at the same time. Where None of us like saying no, even to ourselves. But I guess it's kind of one of our spiritual gifts here at the show. We're supposed to be here just to tell you what you already knew. Uh, no, you don't need to keep this car. Uh, if you were going to keep this car, you shouldn't have bought this house. And too late. You've already bought this house, so yeah, you need something's got to go. And if you can get out from under this car and make profit, I'm doing that. Oh, definitely. Hannah is in Ann Arbor. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hello. What's up? Hi. Uh, I have a question in regards to kind of the housing market and housing grants. Um, first off, we make roughly seven thousand or seven thousand dollars. Um, my husband's in part-time ministry. He does also a W-2. I'm a 1099. Um, and that's combined together that we make. Um, do you guys, we're just trying to get out of a kind of a profits chamber kind of situation. A, a, a what um, situation? Uh, we live on our church property. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's good, but it's it has its setbacks too. We've been there for three years. It's been great, but we just need to get out now. We kind of have a time frame that we need to get out yeah, by, yeah. Um, and we're just wondering 
we follow your baby steps. We're out of credit card debt. We only have our car loan, and we're trying to stock, you know, pay that off as fast as we can, but also put away money at the same time because we have a time frame to get out. And so our our question is, what do you guys think about housing grants? I do live in Michigan, if that kind of... What kind of housing grant are you looking at? Um, it's what's called a MISHTA grant. Um, it, they changed it a few years ago. It used to be forgivable. It's not forgivable now, is my understanding. You do have to pay that back when you sell it mm-hmm. um, or you refinance the house. Mm-hmm. It's up to what we qualify it for. What I'm told is ten grand. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they give you ten grand that you have to give them back the first time you refinance or sell? Correct. That is my under. That is my... Um, understanding of the I situation. think there's probably some other strings to this that you need to understand that are probably going to make this less than palatable. Okay. When you get further into it, I doubt it is mm-hmm. quite as simple as I don't know. I don't know the program, but I doubt. Okay. I mean, I've been in the real estate, in and around real estate, my whole life, and so lots of first-time homebuyer programs out there across the nation. This sounds like it might have some other things tied to it. I would learn about that. But I also wouldn't tell you to buy a house right now. You're broke. You just need to go rent something. Okay. You don't need to be buying a house with a car payment. Gotcha. So how much do you owe on your car? Uh, Eight. Yeah. Actually, seven. And why is your husband lot. part-time? Does he have a full-time job in addition to that? Yes, he does. He works four days a week uh, for a a W-2 um, What does he do four company. days a week? He works at a he chemical company, I guess, at the shipping. He's a shipping manager. Okay, good. Okay. And so, but his heart is in ministry, and so he took a, yes. a an additional part-time job as the uh, as a pastor, and they, with that, gave you guys a parsonage use, and now that's coming to an end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be getting out of debt, and let's go rent somewhere. Let's get an emergency fund in place of three to six months. Then we can focus on a down payment. This is all while we're renting. How much have you got in savings? Um, roughly thirteen. Fifteen thousand. Yeah, thirteen thousand. Thirteen thousand. So and you can pay off the your debt? only yeah. debt is an eight thousand dollar car. Yes. Great. Pay it off when you get off the phone, please. Okay. Today. I want you to be free, okay. and then I want you to save aggressively. Can you stay in the parsonage a little while longer and with no car payment, quickly build up a down payment? If not, then I'm going to have you go rent for six months and build up your down payment that way. Okay. Please don't move into a house with a car payment. Please, please, for yeah. your sake, don't move into a house with a car payment. You're asking okay. for trouble. You're You're okay. letting the timing of this parsonage deal running out drive your financial decisions instead of wise financial decision making you're being forced into doing something you feel like you're being forced into doing something dumb and uh, and rent in your case is just buying some time it's patience so if you have to rent for six months or a year while you build up your down payment fine but pay off your car today today and these grants they often seem like wow they're really helping us out but i just heard this is a loan yeah, it's like these student loan. These yeah. they go. Oh, we're going to give you scholarships and grants. No, you gave me a subsidized loan. Thank well, you so much. It doesn't have any interest on it. I mean, I did. We did. I, when I was doing rehabs years ago, I took a historic grant on a historic house. They gave me five thousand dollars for to do repairs. But what came with it was everything on the house had to be put back by the way they defined 
historic no. period, which included no railing around the front porch, which codes required. That's complicated. So I either have to do what the hysteric people want me to do, or I have to do what codes wants me to do. But if I don't do what the hysteric people say, I don't get the $5,000. And if I do the hysteric thing, then I, then codes won't give me a use and occupancy permit. So I'm like, why don't you people that all work for the government get together and like talk and stuff? That sounds too difficult. You know, but there's a reason that codes came up with um, railings around front porches since 1901 because people kept falling off and breaking their faces. But Dave, and history. So there it is. Preserve you know? the history. Yeah, but we want the history of the broken face. Oh, my God. But this is grants. There's always something tied in there, and I'm always a little weary. I'm from, you know, the scariest words in the English language. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. This is The Ramsey Show. show george camel ramsey personality is my co-host today scott's in indianapolis hey scott how are you real good thank you i appreciate you taking my call sure what's up i uh recently retired i'm 62 uh not taking social security yet uh i rolled my form 1k over into an ira uh i've got about 208 000 in a pension I uh, didn't know if I should pay my car, my wife's student loan, or her car, my wife's student loan, and the house off. How much and does all that add up to? About 80000 Which would leave you with $128,000, right? Roughly, but I have to pay tax on it because it wasn't taxed. Yeah. You have any other nest egg? Uh, 13000 You don't have another 401k? Your wife doesn't have anything else? This is it? No, she's got a 401k. They started about two years ago. She may have around 16 in it right now. Okay. But the 401k that I had, I rolled that over into an IRA. Yeah. How much you owe in your and car? Was, uh, about nine, ninety-five roughly. And what's the student loan? About ninety-five, about fifty-nine, five on the house. Oh. Okay, so sixty thousand on the house, twenty thousand on the other stuff. Right. Okay. I would pay off the other stuff for sure. And okay. uh, you're 62. How old is she? Uh, she's 62 also. Did you say you retired? Uh, from the job I was at, yes. Are you working? I cannot, I'm not working right now. I can go back to work if I want, but I don't want to. I don't blame you. And uh, does she work? <laughs> yes. So what works. is your household income with you being retired? Uh, with just her, I'm going to guess about 45 to 50. Okay. When did she take out these student loans? Um, I'm going to guess two or three years ago, maybe longer. Oh, so she just Uh, recently went to school? Well, she, when she did go to it, she dropped out of it. It was over uh, computer classes over 
okay. the, on the computer. Yeah. She didn't actually go to a, a school. Okay, Here, here's what's bouncing around in my mind, Scott, and you guys can talk about this tonight and decide what you want to do. Okay. But I don't like leaving you only 100000 bucks. Right. That's a small nest egg. That can go away in about three blinks, right? That scares yeah. me. Okay. Uh, I don't like any of this, but I really don't like that. I don't like that feeling. You see what I'm saying? Right. So what I would probably do if I woke up in your shoes, I don't like because I don't like the strain of being that broke at 62. Um, I would write a check today and pay off the, the two little debts. And right. then I would take some kind of fun thing that makes me smile that's not that pays really, really ridiculously good. What did you used to do? Uh, worked as uh, in the propane business. What did you do in the propane business? Set tanks, okay. big lines, okay, All regulators, right. and I was a mechanic before. Gotcha. Okay. So, is there some kind of tinkering, turning of a wrench that makes you smile that you enjoy doing? Yeah, I like working with my hands. Yeah, I mean, you sound like you're that guy. Or mechanic or kind of a handyman, I guess. If, yeah. I mean, if you could, if you could, that, if you could tinker around and make sixty thousand dollars over the next couple of years and pay the house off, that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Without without breaking uh, your back and screwing up your retirement happiness, right? Right, right. I mean, you don't have to take eighty hours a week unless you wanted to work eighty hours a week for six months and had to get this over with. I don't know, but um, I doubt that's available. It could be. I don't know. But, I mean, right. if there's something, and a lot of stuff like this might be you just starting some kind of little side thing like handyman. People are paying ridiculous money for I'm, handyman I'm right one now. of those people, Dave. Are you, you can make 50, yeah. 75 bucks an hour just doing general handyman work. Stuff George George yeah. doesn't know what a screwdriver exactly. is, Exactly. I'm not talking backbreaking stuff, but it's stuff that you know how to do and other people don't. Yeah, you get, get, get a good millennial like George that doesn't know what a screwdriver is and charge him a lot. I'd rather watch Netflix than hang pictures up, Dave. I'm sorry. That's my generation. I'm sorry. It's just pitiful, George. Just pitiful. But I like I like the idea of paying off the little debts, knocking them out, yeah. and then getting back to work for a short period of time, getting rid of all the payments. Here's the thing, Scott. You might mess around with this handyman thing and make a lot of money doing it, and it might actually be fun if you didn't because you don't have to do it. It's no longer work. It's like the cool thing I'm doing. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna pay the house off. When the house is paid off and you've got one hundred and fifty thousand bucks in there. A little more than that. Your wife's 401ks continue to bill for a couple, three more years. Y'all's nest egg starts to be, you know, bumping up maybe two, three hundred now. I'm feeling a lot more comfortable. Yeah, you can actually retire with some dignity. Feeling more comfortable for you. Christian's with us in San Jose. Hi, Christian. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Mr. Ramsey. Hello, Mr. Camel. How are you guys doing? Great, man. What's up? Hey, so my question is whether or not I should sell my home uh, with my wife and, um, either rent something out or uh, buy a new home. Okay. Why would you do that? Um, so right now we live in Hollister, California. Um, our commute is about an hour. Um, when we do commute, uh, usually we just stay with my mother-in-law. So we're rarely ever at home. Okay. Well, it does sound like a move is in order in the direction of your work. What do you make of your household yeah. income? Uh, together we make approximately 180 to 200,000 a year. Cool. That's good news. Well, you live in a super expensive area, so I was hoping you made some money. Um, 
Yeah, so if you sell and rebuy in the other area that's closer, does that work? The thing is, uh, right now, our current home, um, we owe $545,000. It's approximately or $830,000 mm-hmm. is what it's worth. Mm-hmm. But everything we're looking for in San Jose, California, is yeah. approximately $1.2 million. Yeah, I bet. Uh, great news is you make one hundred eighty, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so what I would do uh, is quit looking at 1.2. I mean, that that may be the worst house in San Jose. It's possible. That's a super high area. Uh, but the uh, but I'm going to really try to find the, the house that's even worse than that, that you're just really ashamed of and hate in, and, and at least make your move and get your life back on the commute, and then start saving like crazy and move up into a little better house in that same community then. But I'm not, you know, all of this together does not equal buy something you can't afford and beats the crap out of you with the monthly payment and you're sitting in the corner sucking your thumb because you're house poor. Nothing is worth that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, don't do that. So can you split the difference and maybe you live 20 minutes out from San Jose and you can no. find a place that's, you know, 800000 It's No, 20 minutes out is what he's talking about. I mean, it's, 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 that's just, you're just dealing with Silicon Valley, man. I mean, it's Oof. just unbelievable. Yeah, it's gross. I mean, it, it, it's um, it's a ridiculous world when you make one hundred eighty thousand dollars and can't live in. That's a lot. That's a crazy world. But it is the world you're in, dude. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, you got kids. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, just. It's, I, it's I think you. I think you start two. trying to make the move, but you just make it super conservative, and uncomfortable. You're gonna choose your discomfort. Yeah. Choose the hour commute, or a house that sucks, as a stepping stone to a house that doesn't suck. And that you build up with your, because you, your income, you're young enough, your incomes are going to continue to go up. You're in that market, and man, that's tough. Because even with you know 280 down on the new one, yeah. on a 1.2, you're looking at an astronomical monthly payment. Oh yeah, yeah. even it, making it's just, it's just it's just hard. But, but that's you don't get a pass again, on math. You can't. You gotta have the income to do the deal. Regardless, you don't get a pass just because I chose to live there. It means you can't live there or whatever. So it's um, when I was growing up, we lived in, uh, across the tracks on the other side of the tracks over here. Literally, I mean, behind me, there's some tracks. And so one county over from here and this county that we're in is a very wealthy county. And uh, we used to talk about the rich people that lived over here. And we went, you can't live over there. You know, we, we couldn't afford to live over here. We weren't bad people. We weren't poor people. We just couldn't afford to live over here. Yeah. It's expensive. And so that's just what you're facing. I mean, sometimes you look across the tracks and you just can't afford to live over there. Uh, and until your income changes or something else changes. you got to adjust you know? your expectations. It's, it's hard just, to do. That's hard. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. George Camel, James, Andrew, Zach, Ben, and Austin in the booth. This is the Ramsey Show. Love a good day brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.